And welcome to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps podcast. I'm David Levesque with Jim Paulson. I was tempted to call it the um, the relaxed edition because in my world, uh, I don't have soccer and, and cross country breathing down my neck anymore. Now it's just kind of football and getting girls hockey started. But you can't really make that claim because you're going to be up to your eyeballs in volleyball this week and still have some football, too. We're not we're not done with the fall tournament stretch. No, this is going to be a, a pretty hectic week for me. I mean, volleyball, adding a fourth class means and adding a fourth day of the tournament. Um, as I've done in the past, uh, I've, you know, find ways to get out to uh, football games in the evenings. But, yeah, it's going to be a pretty busy week. But you know what? I'm not really complaining. There's a lot of jobs in this world that you can do that are a lot worse. When I'm uh, getting paid to go out and, and cover volleyball and football, you know, I'm just counting my blessings. Yeah, it was a Mitch Hedberg that made the line. He says, yeah, I was a hot tar roofer. I remember that day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what you mean. There have been jobs I've done in the past that make me really, really appreciate what I'm doing now. Um, not getting rich, but you know what? I'm rich in experiences. That's what I'll say. I like it. I, I like, like it. The sappy thing I've said this morning. I'll say something else sappier later, but there we go. Well, I'll, I'll warn you, having been through now, uh, I know you shared the soccer duties, but having been through the cross-country, the expanded cross-country meet solo, uh, having it having it go from two classes to three, um, I, I didn't love the, the format only because it, it I felt like I was I was always just barely hanging on to to, uh, you know, race would finish and then you go talk to the to the winners or, or the teams or whatever and and you're kind of zipping back to, to transcribe your, your, your notes and things. And then boom, it was time to get up and get outside because the next race was coming. And that, that kept happening. We had six races throughout the course of the day. And, and so I, I wish you well with volleyball because with that expansion, it's, I think it's, you're, you're going to be uh, really going like crazy this year, more, more so than ever. And particularly after coming off a year where we didn't have state tournaments. Now, now we're drinking from the fire hose. Yeah. You know, it is, it is going to be, um, Hectic, like it's always been. One of the problems is that you know the state tournaments have gone to a press conference format in the past few years, where they bring players and teams into a press room uh, where you sit and listen to them um, away from the, the field of play or the the arena floor. And uh, sometimes you know you don't get through quickly enough to be able to get out and get the next game, and watch or observe or see the next game before it's already started. And then, like you said, you have to transcribe and you have to write while that other game is going on. You feel like you kind of, you oftentimes feel like you're kind of just hanging on or, or not doing um, your due diligence for the teams that are playing at that time. Um, but, you know, that's just kind of the way it goes. You just got to, you know, play along with it and write fast and definitely not try to hold yourself um, to a higher standard because it's all about getting things done quickly and out there and less about doing um, your best work. Not that I'm not trying to do my best work, but sometimes speed is of the essence and something like that. And that, that is, is how, how you have to deal with things. Well, I'll make the analogy state tournaments. You're, you're, you're trying to cook your best cheeseburger. You know, if it's a feature article during the year, then maybe you can worry about cooking your best steak. You know what I mean? So you're still doing the best for what the situation calls for. I mean, if you can, if, if through your preparation and, and your knowledge of your subjects and things, if you can, if you know what is at stake with these games and, and what my history might look like or different players, you, you can cook a pretty good burger in, the, in those circumstances. And, and I've, I've kind of 
just made that my goal, you know, and, and, and you know, and then you can always cook a steak during the season when the time is a little bit more of a luxury. It's a really good way to put it. I think you, you hit on the key point there, not trying to talk too much of, you know, inside reporting here, but the key is preparation and knowing your topics and knowing your subjects. And if you're prepared and you're knowledgeable about the teams you're writing about and the game you're writing about, it makes things go much easier. When you try to walk in blind or you're covering teams you haven't covered all season long or uh, at a different level than you've normally covered, that can make things a little bit more difficult. Not only do you uh, are trying to analyze everything, but you're trying to ask questions that may not be relevant to what you're uh, to what you're doing. And, and it makes things a little bit more difficult. But the more prepared you are, uh, the better things tend to go for you and the quicker things tend to go as well. Let's let's stay on volleyball because Tuesday we're recording this in this morning's paper uh, and also at Minnesota Volley dot com. You've uh, uh, put out the Star Tribune Metro Player of the Year and the how many how many teams did you have two or three? I had I had three, but there was a, there was only uh, like six players on each of the first two, and I went a little bit deeper on the third team to give a couple of worthy kids uh, an opportunity, but. Uh, uh, we don't go in deep. Don't go in depth on the third team. Um, the first two teams are uh, are the ones that uh, are the biggies. Um, and, and so I think in some sports they do huge amounts of uh, all state and honorable mentions. To, I think soccer is in a situation where they can go 24 players all all state, 24 players honorable mention in each class. <laughs> that gets a little cumbersome. But uh, for all metro volleyball team, six players. Uh, first team, six players, second team, a couple of, uh, I think there was eight in the third team. Tell us about your player of the year selection. Was it a close race? Was it, was it a runaway pick? What, what can you tell us about this young lady? Well, it's, it's, I don't, it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't a close race, but I think, I think she was definitely the odds on favorite all season long, Julia Hansen of Prior Lake. Um, it, there's a lot of good volleyball players that come out, uh, uh, every year because Minnesota is a good state for volleyball. They turn out a lot of top players. Um, what makes Julia Hansen stand out is her uh, explosive athleticism. Two years ago, it was Kennedy Orr, one of the best all-around volleyball players in the country from Egan. Last year, it was Lauren Crowell at uh, at Eastview, who was big and tall and powerful at the net. This year, it was um, Julia Hansen, six foot one, can leap out of the gym. Um, you see pictures of her, you know, soaring above the, the net and, uh, that always makes for fun when you see a player that can leap like that and she can hit powerfully. Um, she's headed to the U, the Gophers, for, to play for Hugh McCutcheon, and so that's a good get for Minnesota. And she's actually been committed there for about three years now. So uh, um, it, it, very deserving. She, I think she led the state in kills with 537, and she can hit with such power and get up so high that she gets a, a fast arm swing and a downward trajectory on her on her kills. It's hard to block. And hard to uh, hard to defend her because she does have that uh, athleticism. So, um, congratulations to Julia Hansen for being our uh, Star Tribune Metro Player of the Year. I think it was our 35th year of coming up with an All Metro team and an All Metro and a Metro Player of the Year. By the way, is that right? Wow. Yeah. 1980, so- 1987 was the first year of uh, of uh, All Metro volleyball. So it just right. it, it adds up, and uh, you know they they keep. And you think of players that are Metro players of the year just a few years ago, and you look back and say, wow, has that been 10 years already? <laughs> it's, it's crazy how quickly time goes by. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah it's, that's, that's remarkable. Well, you, let's just say, because you, you're, you're, every year the volleyball team is named in you know, you know, November, and a lot of, you know, unless you're really old for your grade, 
you know, you're, you're 17 if you're a senior, you know, so 35. So that, those those kids are in their 50s, Jim, mm-hmm. from, the, from that very first year. <laughs> that remarkable? I'm at where, where I'm at. I've been doing this for close to just as, as long as that has been, about five years last. I wonder how many of them I've, I've covered their mothers. Um, yeah. I think that in other sports I've, I've covered, too. I covered your father at one time, and now I'm covering you. That's, uh, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> The most amazing part is, David, I never get a day older. How do these kids grow up? It's it's crazy how that happens. Yeah, and I can't wait till tomorrow, Jim, because I get better looking every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you had your picks for your teams and your players and everything else. Who should we watch in these various classes in the volleyball tournament this week, which uh, that gets kicked off uh, Wednesday? Wednesday. Well, obviously, why is that is the favorite in Class 4A? They, they're the best team in the state. They've won. I think they're at 51 in a row. They were the last state champions to be named in 2000, and to win in 2019. Um, and they haven't lost a match since. Uh, they're the deepest team. They've got a terrific setter. They've got a terrific libero and just a slew of hitters on the front row. So uh, why is that will be the team to beat? Not saying there aren't teams that can do it. Um, but, uh, you know, there's another team that I'm out there that I'm a little bit south of that I'm a little bit uh, uh, intrigued by, and that's Eastridge. They're coming in as a number three seed in Class 4A. And they slayed the dragon to get there. I mean, Egan had been the uh, probably that you can call them the most successful program in state volleyball history. They had made seven straight Class 3A. That was one of that was the largest class championship games. Not just seven straight tournaments, seven straight championship games. They had lost, I think, the last three or four, but still to get the champion to the championship game and get that far. Um, Eastridge got through the section, section three playoffs and uh, beat uh, Egan in five sets. And the great thing about that for Eastridge is that they were leading in the fourth set, and then Egan came back and took it to tie it up at two sets apiece. Now, when that happens, a big dominant team like Egan, a program that's been there as as often as they have been, comes back and wins it and sends it to essentially overtime. How often have you seen that team that is challenging them go down to defeat because the big dog goes out and they, they... you know, get their momentum and they get their mojo back and they win. Not this time. Eastridge came back, um, put that beside, uh, behind them, and uh, actually took East uh, Egan out of the state tournament. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what uh, Eastridge will be able to do in the uh, in the state tournament. Yeah, love love the fresh blood when he can get it. That, that makes yep. it fun. And that so you used to contribute. Uh, I think I think I'm right to say you used to contribute to the breakdown sports media books. You don't you're not doing that any longer, or am I incorrect in that? No, I've 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 done that occasionally, and you know they do a great job over there. That's that's you know with all the the photos and the artwork and the uh, the breakdowns of every team. So yeah, I, I I still help out occasionally. I I want to help out more than I do. I I always tell uh, the guys over there, sure, I'd be willing to write a story for you, and then suddenly it. Time comes up, and <laughs> I can't find the time to do it. That's uh, probably my own laziness, but um, yeah, they do a great job. Well, I bring it up on the on the topic of fresh blood because one of the uh, stories that I was assigned was Cannon Falls volleyball, and the, the Bombers got it done. They got through. Uh, they got a little help from from the re- realignment of the sections. They lost uh, Stewartville and Casser Manorville from their section, so that doesn't hurt a thing. But they they stay they can only play the teams that are on their schedule and they got through and they got there so so hats off to the bombers and uh, hope it goes well for them at, at the state tournament. Number two seed in class double A, not Cannon Falls, and that's that's that shows that they've, they've earned they've had a lot of respect. Um, Southwest Christian, um, out in uh, uh, Chaska out there is the uh, number one seed in class two A. Mayor Lutheran, 
is a number one seed in class one a and who's got one of the best players in the state in lily wackholds and uh, and in class three a Marshall, perennial power, always good uh, volleyball team. You got the top seed in Class 3A against the first year of 4A, uh, four classes. So in 4A, why is that? As I had mentioned, got the number one seed over there. Eden Prairie um, got the two seed. They uh, had got past Chaska in the section, and Chaska was a team that always has a, a terrific uh, volleyball team. Eden Prairie hadn't been back in a few years, so they got the number two seed. So it should be a fun volleyball tournament. It always is. Very good. And you mentioned that you'll also be doing some football in the evenings. Uh, our picks are going to be in Thursday's paper. We picked a half dozen games for the uh, first few nights of the state tournament quarterfinals. Um, whether you're nine man all the way up to 6A, you're going to be playing somewhere in the vicinity of Thursday through Saturday. And uh, we'll be out and about covering games on each of those evenings and days. And uh, we had one pick of our six that we disagreed on, and I told you before we recorded, I was going to have you guess which one it was. Which which one pick do you think we we disagreed on? I was thinking maybe uh, Maple Grove and Woodbury. I think that uh, is one that could uh, could go either way. Um, I went ahead and picked Maple Grove, who's been uh, an offensive juggernaut all season long. Who did you pick in that game? I, I was I was with you. I picked Maple Grove. I, I just don't think that that. Yeah, I think Woodbury is a fine team. I think Maple Grove is a different level. And certainly, you know, the Royals can prove me wrong or whatever, but I, I went with Maple Grove. I almost was pit- tempted to pick Holy Angels over Becker because of the of, of the, the star power with Holy Angels and, and Emmett Johnson and as great as he is as a running back. I got that name right, didn't I? Oh, he's okay. a great, tremendous running back. And he's, he's a pretty fair defensive player, too. That's it. They, he's probably the most uh, – um, sound defensive player they have on that team. He doesn't get the credit for being the, the uh, I think he plays safety that he should uh, get, but he's, he hits hard. He reacts quickly. If he wasn't a great running back, he'd probably be uh, an all-state candidate just as a defensive back. He's that good of an athlete. So the one game that I picked against you or disagreed with you, I took the St. Thomas Academy cadets against your Mankato West Scarlets. My Mankato was uh, not that I have anything to do with Mankato in my life, but okay, give me a reason. What's that? I just, I, I don't know. I just flipped the coin. That's where it came out. I just think, you know, they're both great. They're both, they're both really great teams. And, and it's the biggest shame in all this. And maybe I should go edit my pick and say this. The one, the, the loser in this game is everybody that won't get to see this as a prep bowl matchup because it's that good. Yep. Yeah. And, but uh, that said, the, 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 the sections, uh, are, are chosen where, where they line up in the, in this, in the way the tournament bracket is put together. And we've got this quarterfinal, but uh, I, I just feel like St. Thomas is, you know, they, they play good defense and they run the ball very well. They got two or three guys back there that they can count on. And I just feel like that's so much about the, the, the method of winning football in November. And, and so I just go with St. Thomas based on that. I'm, I'm not, um, opposed to what you're saying. I mean, the, the sound reasoning. Let's look at what Mankato West has done this season. Oh, they have eight shutouts this year. Yeah. They've given points in just three games. I think yeah. it is. Um, they have, only, and only one of the games did they give up double digits, and that was a uh, their closest game all year, 23-20 victory over uh, Mankato East. Their crosstown rivals. Everything else has been a shutout and a rout. Um, except one game they gave up six, another team they gave up seven. They haven't looked at all like a team that is uh, is. Um, um, has a weakness. That's the thing about Mankato West. We're, we can't say we're overly familiar with them because we're up here in the Metro, 
But in what I've read and what I've heard about that Mankato West team, I think this is as complete a Mankato West team as you see since their state championship years a few years ago. So, you know, as much as I want to say St. Thomas Academy can beat this team, I didn't see St. Thomas Academy having a great aerial game. Mankato West already dispatched one of the state favorites, Chaska, last week, beating 35-zip. And no one beats Chaska 35-zip. And so that, to me, just really, really uh, solidified my selection of Mankato West winning this game. Of course, these are high school kids. You never know what what, uh, can show up or what can come out and get in the way. That's the great thing about prep sports. That Chaska result really shocked me. Uh, Again, if if not not that so much the Chaska lost, but I didn't see a game like that between, again, two proven programs with a lot of good things going for themselves. I didn't expect a 35-point swing either way. So that that was as, as, uh, you know, much of a statement as, as you could, as you could get. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed by that. And I, and I'm, I, I have that game actually on Saturday afternoon, it's being played at prior Lake. And I just think it's a treat because again, this one should be being played in a few weeks in uh, the U S bank stadium, but uh, it'll be, as it turns out, it'll be, it'll be Saturday afternoon in Chaska. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing those two go head to head. You know, and the thing about Chaska too, was that was an undefeated team. It wasn't like it wasn't like a, a Chaska team that was barely above 500. That was the team that won a state championship uh, a couple of years ago, and, and, and they were unbeaten. So to be dis, dispose, to dispose of Chaska was uh, was a, was a big thing. And were there any other games last week um, that surprised you with their results? I know there was one uh, with the uh, margin of victory that made me raise my eyes. I, I imagine could, talking uh, Farmington, Minnetonka. Exactly. That's exactly the thing. Is I thought Minnetonka had the look of a team that's going to go at least get to the bank. This year they were they were big. They were physical. They could run the ball. They could throw the ball. They could play defense. They had good coaching and and Mark Ash. You know they were a team on a roll. I thought uh, and Farmington had lost four games during the season and uh, had come into the season with uh, uh, having to uh, two new coaches after their uh, coach resigned to take a job and his athletic director job in South Dakota go back home. Uh, that was there's a little bit of uh, of uh, maybe unsettled the program to begin with, but man, Farmington came out and was world beaters. I guess they were just um, they've got some decent athletes out there, and uh, and kudos to Farmington for coming out and just you know laying the wood to Minnetonka. Yeah, and I picked Farmington in the new in the paper um, because I just felt like eventually you have to. Uh, and this is the same reason I picked White Bear over Lakeville North, which you know blew up in my face, but. You eventually you have to say, all right, I, I respect Lakeville North. I, I respect Minnetonka, but eventually someone's going to beat them. And, and, you know, Farmington's a good team. I saw them on opening night uh, down at Burnsville, and then they have a lot going for themselves, particularly on offense. They have a lot of playmakers. And I thought, you know what, why not? Why not this be the night, this be the team? And so I picked them. But, I, again, I didn't expect it to be 35 nothing. Uh, but credit to Farmington, and, and we'll see, you know, what how well they parlay that in this week because they got to play Eden Prairie, and, and Eden Prairie is a is a playoff truth machine. You know, they're going to find out what you can and can't do, and uh, it's going to be a hell of a matchup. But but hey, credit to Farmington for getting to state and for you know living to fight another day. You know, that's the thing when you talk about that these teams have gotten to state. This is the state tournament. This weekend is the first round of the state tournament for a lot of people. It doesn't feel like that for most people. The state tournament begins in earnest when they get to the bank, when they get to play indoors. That is more of a state tournament feel for most people. But let's not forget that this is the 
first round of the state tournament. They'll be played. All these games will be played at neutral sites. There won't be any home field advantages. Um, but uh, just just to make sure that we reiterate the fact that this isn't any more section playoffs. This is this is the big tournament. This is the one that we're starting for all the marbles quarterfinals this weekend. Yeah, I like it. It's a good time of year. So now it's our last few games outside. That's also now from here on we move into the spacious indoor U.S. Bank Stadium, and that's 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 a victory for sports writers everywhere. Oh, absolutely. If you've been in a press box at this time of year, you know they're most of them are kind of elevated behind the stands, and so there's cold air that goes gets underneath them. There's cold air that gets uh, on top of them. There's cold air surrounding them. It's it's kind of a little refrigerator is what it can be, um, and because they're not heated often. They might be insulated, some of them, but they're not heated. Um, you definitely feel the elements when you're in there. So uh, uh, it's 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 not a, a luxury experience by any means. But believe it or not, you are happy to be in a press box on nights like uh, on cold November nights because it does afford you a little protection from wind in the elements. I agree. I agree. Well, that all sounds good. Is there anything we missed here in closing, sir? Well, I just wanted to ask you real quick. This weekend, you have uh, – um, I'm going to run through the football uh, uh, games this weekend. And real quick, do you, can, is, is Lakeville South still, in your mind, this Class 6A favorite? In my mind, yes. How about you? Yeah, I think I think you're right. As the tournament has pared down from some teams, I think and Lakeville South has shock to be a team that gave them a run for their money in, their, in the regular season. But you know, Lakeville South is still the team I'm looking for. Mankato West, I, I Still think is the favorite in class, my favorite in class 5A. And Becker, undefeated, um, they do have their hands full trying to stop Emma Johnson. But like I, I wrote in my previous uh, my picks this week, you know, team ball stops tops individual talent. Johnson might be able to run for 300 yards, but I think Becker still wins that game. And I think they're still the best team in class 4A. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's I mean they beat Hutchinson along the way. That that says a lot. So they're 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 legit. You know, Becker Becker's one of those programs and. That knows how to get things done. So, yeah, I, I, I could ride with them in 4A for sure. Okay. I agree with you. All right. Well, good to speak with you. Good luck at the uh, at the Excel Energy Center. We look forward to your reading your coverage of volleyball. No one does it better. So enjoy the time and come back and see us next week or come back and listen to us next week. We'll uh, we'll break down the uh, what happened in volleyball and look ahead to the final four in the uh, various classes of football. Thanks a lot.